Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, where we're with you each and every weekday from 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on this very network. We also stream live throughout the day on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. You can find me on Twitter. It's not too difficult. It's at Nick Gieber. You can see it if you're watching us on the live video stream, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Happy January the 29th, 2020. This is my day. Of all the days of the year, this is my day. I'd like to wish everyone a very grumpy National Curmudgeons Day, your favorite curmudgeon here. We're going to talk sports picks for you, lots of them. We're going to start with a little NBA and college basketball with Alex Smarty Pants Smart. Then we're going to move right along and talk some college basketball with Sean Higgs. And then finally, we're going to do some uh, Super Bowl prop betting. Look at some of the fun bets out there. Uh, Ali, Third Degree Burns, and Craig El Huapo Trap will be taking that segment over. Hope you enjoy it. It's always a lot of fun. We've got a lot to get to today. Just a reminder, our website, picksandparlays.net, we have a ton of free sites. Uh, sites, listen to me, a ton of free picks. See, it's curmudgeon's day. I can be grumpy, right? Go and enjoy them. Go look them up, picksandparlays.net. And when you're ready, when you're ready for that extra sporting intelligence, when you're ready to make those extra bets, our expert picks are there for you as well. And right now, we have a very special offer for you, 15% off. Use promo code SUPER. That's as in Super Bowl, not Super and Salad. I don't know. Super Bowl? Super, S-U-P-E-R. Get 15% off. You want to load up your basket with those quality picks? All right, I'm going to step aside, take a break, gather my thoughts. I have one a day. I haven't had it yet, so maybe I'll find it during the break. And I'll be right back with Alex Smarty Pants Smart here on Picks and Parlays. Welcome back, Picks and Parlays. Nick Eber with you. We're going to get right to it. Let's bring in our expert handicapper, Alex Smarty Pants Smart. Smarty Pants, how are you today? Good, G. How's everything? Well, you know, it's National Commodions Day, so I'm in my element. I, I don't know what else to yeah. say. I look forward to this day uh, for all the other 364 days of the year. I'm saving up all my grumpiness for today, and today I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, all right, Alex, uh, let's get to it, shall we? Um, we've got one NBA game. Let's get right to that one. It's Bulls at Pacers. Now, uh, I didn't get a line on this yet because I didn't look it up, but uh, that's, you know, called show prep. Uh, but the Bulls are 19-30, 23-25-1 against the spread. They're 6-4 and four in the last 10. They've won two in a row. Uh, their most recent win was against the Spurs. They're 8-15 straight up, 12-10-1 against the spread on the road. Now, Otto Porter, Laurie Markkinen, Wendell Clark Jr., they're all out indefinitely. They've been out for a while. and They're not going to be playing this game either. But they've gone over the total in four of the last six. And the Pacers are 30-7, and 25-20-2 against the spread. Uh, they're uh, seven and three in the last ten. They lost the last game by ten points, and that was to the Blazers. Miles Turner, Malcolm Brogdon—they're out, but Victor Oladipo should play, and that's good news. Uh, seven, uh, seventeen and five straight up, eleven nine and two against the spread at home. They're over in nine of the last thirteen games. Uh, how do you see this one breaking down? Well, you know it's interesting. Indiana's just off a, a vicious, exhausting West uh, West uh, Western trip. Uh, five games. In a very short period of time, just a little over a week, and now they come home. They've had a couple of days rest, but at the same time, sometimes I find with NBA teams it takes time to get accustomed to home cooking again. Uh, you know, 
uh, you're, you're away on the road for such a period of time. And, you know, just to get comfortable in your own gigs is not always easy. Now, I do know tomorrow night that Victor Alapito is supposed to be back in the lineup. So I'm looking at a variation in the line here, maybe at around eight points. This is a line that I've set. Uh, favoring uh, Indiana. But, you know, the Bulls have been playing good, you know, shorthanded, but they've been playing viable basketball. And if we get eight points here, uh, I'm willing to take it because I just think it's going to take some time to sort of get rolling on home court. And Alapito's uh, time on the court should be limited too. So. Right, right. Now, home cooking, I mean, for me, that's a frozen pizza. What's that for you? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, these We don't even want to get into that. Chinese food, I think, most. Is that what Canadians eat? I didn't know what Canadians eat. I mean, you have to eat something to give you that Canadianness. Is it maple leaves? I don't know. Syrup. Syrup. Maple syrup. Syrup. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pancakes and syrup. I have it three times a day, actually. All right. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's move on to college basketball, shall we? Um, I've got to get my notes here because I'm all over the place. Let's start with Northwestern at Michigan State. Uh, the Wildcats are 6-13, and 7-11-1 against the spread. They're 1-9 one and, one and in the last 10. They're on a four-game losing streak. Uh, they did lose to Ohio State last outing. They're one and five straight up, four one and one against the spread uh, on the road. They're only one and eight in conference, which uh, sucks. Uh, Anthony Gaines is unlikely to play. They've gone under the total in four of the last six. And for the Michigan State Spartans. Now, by the way, if there's U.S. if there's a see U.S.C. needs to give up the Spartan thing. They just need to call themselves the Lori Laughlins. And Michigan State can carry the Spartan banner beautifully. Fifteen and five though. Uh, 10 and 10 against the spread. Uh, 8 and 2 in the last 10, coming off a 70 to 52 win over Minnesota. They're 9 and 1 straight up. 8 and 2 against the spread at home. They're the home powerhouse. Then they're 7 and 2 in conference. Uh, Kyle Aaron's is a doubt to play. The total's gone under in all of the last five for them, and they are massive. Big, they're going to lay big points on this one. Michigan State minus 17 home point home favorites, and a total, a healthy one at that, at uh, 140. Point five. Uh, you want to lay the points here on Michigan State? I want, I want to lay the square points. I want to be as square as I possibly can, or what somebody would consider to be square. You know, it's interesting to note that Michigan State, you know, like you you mentioned, they're a vicious home team. They're merciless there. And uh, now we're going into the stress drive here in the Big Ten. And I can really say, I can say Michigan State's going to light it up. And they usually do it, and they want to make an impression. Uh, they're 6-0 and SU ATS. The last three seasons against a really bad team like this between a 200 and 400 win percentage, 20% to 40% win percentage. The average score of these games, 103.5 to 58.3. That's almost a 45-point difference. Am I going to lay the points? Hey, it might seem square, but I'm going to lay the points. So you're going to lay the points. And what about the, uh, you like, what on this total? We're going to avoid it or you like the under or the over? I think the totals, you know, it's looking pretty good now at this point. I, I wouldn't mess with it. Uh, you know, if we get one more possession, which I, which is a possibility, I may look at the uh, under. I may look at the under, but definitely going to lay the points on Michigan State. All right, good advice. Yeah, uh, we'll take absolutely. it. Uh, next up on my notes here is Marquette uh, against Xavier. The Golden Eagles, 14 and six, 13 and seven against the spread. Uh, six and four in the last 10, coming off a 85-89. They lost by four points to Butler. Uh, two and four straight up, three and three against the spread on the road. Four and four in conference. conference. Marcus Howard will likely play, but Greg Elliott will likely not play. Uh, total's gone over in five of the last six. And the Xavier Musketeers, 
Sure sounds like a candy or a movie. 13 and 7, 5, 13 and 2 against the spread. They're 4 and 6 in the last 10. They lost by 11 to Creighton in their last outing. Uh, they're 10 and 1 straight up, 8 and 3 against the spread. 4 and 4 in conference. Another 4 and 4 in conference team here. Uh, Quentin Gooden, Daniel Ramsey are out, and they've gone under the total in six of the last nine. They are narrow one-bucket favorites at uh, minus two, uh, and a total of 145. Uh, where are we going on this one? Well, you know, I'll tell you, Maricat's been lighting it up lately. Uh, they've won three of the last four. Of course, they lost their last game, like you mentioned. Uh, but they, in, their, in five of the last six games, they put 80 or more points on the board. My biggest concern here with Xavier, a team that's just not operating fluently so far this season. You know, they've been very inconsistent. Is scoring enough points to keep up here? Uh, I know I know their defense can, you know, can have a shutdown performance, but it's, it's not common. And they just allowed Marikette 85 points here. These two Jesuit schools, I mean, are going to battle it out. There's always a grudge here. You know, the Catholics just love the beat up Catholics. You know what it's like. Anyway, uh, be, I'll tell you what, there'll, there'll be a lot of praying before the game. <laughs> there will be a lot of praying. I think there's going to be a lot of praying for Xavier after the game. But, you know, I, I look for Marikette to come here. I know that uh, Xavier's got revenge on board, but I don't think it's uh, going to uh, be enough. Well, my question for you is this on this game. I mean, you've got team, two teams with very, very similar records overall, uh, very similar conference records. But, I mean, I, I think, you know, two-point advantage for Xavier – when they're ten and one straight up at home, seems kind of low to me. Yeah, and and I think and that's you know uh, I don't believe in such a thing as a trap line, but you know there are there are there is bait put up out there, and this is line in my opinion, and um, there's a reason why it's only at, at two. And I, I really think Marquette, you know, getting points here, catching some points, just you know, just that one possession is enough. Three would be beautiful. Two and a half would be you know good. Uh, two, we're going to take the two. If we have. We're going to take the two on uh, Xavier. All right, well, Alex, we've got a couple of minutes left. Uh, what else do you have in your powder bag? What are we going to do? What's, uh, do, you, do you, what else do you have up on the site for us today? Uh, nothing, nothing uh, right now, but tomorrow we're going to have a lot of NBA, um, and uh, we should have a decent NBA card, and as always, college basketball. And uh, I've been pounding the books pretty good college basketball this season, and I, I expect to continue to do so. All right, Alex Smart, always a pleasure. You can find Alex on the website, picksandparlays.net. You can get all of his expert picks there, along with any of the expert picks from any of our handicappers that we have on this show. And today we're going to have uh, two, three, excuse me, three. And you can get their picks on the site, as well as uh, 32 others that we have there. And we've got this great special offer for you. It's 15% off all their expert picks or any packages we have. 15% off picksandparlays.net. Use code SUPER, S-U-P-E-R, for Super Bowl. That's SUPER for 15% off. Look, we'd love to hear from you during the show. All you have to do is fill out the comment section on any one of our social media platforms, whether that's uh, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. And we'll see your comments here in the studio, and we'll put it up on the screen, and we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll have, a little, we'll have a little sports betting therapy for the troubled soul. Okay, up next, we're going to be talking with Sean Higgs. We're going to have a little college basketball for you, so stay tuned for Higgy Pop. I'm going to take a break and be right back after this. Hello, and welcome to Picks and Parlays. We have a special treat for you today. We are going to do a Super Bowl sharp betting report and help fill you guys in on the prop bets that you need to know to play on the big day. With me as usual, I've got our head honcho, Craig Trapp. Craig, you excited about it? 
I'm uh, pretty excited. I think this is more, maybe more up in the air, let's just say, Super Bowls we've seen in recent years. I just thought the other years that we've seen the Patriots a million times, I just thought the Patriots were going to win every time, even though that didn't happen much. Well, and that's kind of the reason that the prop bets are a little bit more interesting because it is a really evenly matched game. We haven't seen the number. It's Kansas City minus one. We're seeing a couple um, minus one and a half still out there. And the total's held pretty solidly at 54, maybe 54 and a half. So yep. you've told us lots of times, though, don't overload on prop bets, right? Correct. And, you know, and right now we haven't even seen sharp money come in on the side or the totals yet. Right. Uh, the word is that there's a lot of sharp money that's going to come in on the under if this under can get all the way up to 56. Uh, but the, most of the sharp money staying away until that happens. So most of our sharp money is on the props then. That's what we so can far, see thus far. So far, that's where we've seen most of the action. And that's as of Tuesday the 28th. So, of course, this will change as the week progresses. Okay, and what kind of action have we been seeing? Well, the biggest prop uh, that we've seen, and this is from PointsBet in New Jersey, uh, under 12 and a half penalties. Mm -hmm. No team will go wire to wire, and that means no team will be winning the whole game. So, you won't see, uh, uh, you know, uh, back and forth as far as that is concerned. And Watkins under 53 and a half receiving yards, and then the uh, Mostert, the running back for uh, San Francisco, under 82 and a half rushing yards. Those are the four um, getting the most um, action as far as prop bets as of uh, Tuesday. Okay. All right. Well, there are some other ones that are just pretty popular prop bets every year. So let's start out with the coin toss. Everyone kind of loves the coin toss. It's 50-50, heads or tails. You think it's really black and white, but we're showing 53% of the tickets on the coin toss as tails and 74% of the money, which means that the sharps and the public are both agreeing on tails never fails, right? I guess. I don't, I, I don't understand this, but that's the numbers that we're getting right now. Um, I think as we get closer to the game time, this probably will even out as far as the uh, percentage of tickets. I think that'll end up being close to 50-50. I can't imagine we're going to have 70% of the money on one or the other. So I expect both to get closer to the medium uh, 50%. I was a little shocked when I saw that. Yeah, I, I, I'm a hedge guy, so I, I thought... <laughs> hedge as well. Was, yeah, yeah, I was a little, little surprised. <laughs> okay, so next up we're going to talk about the MVP. Now, three guys are making up 45% of all the tickets on the MVP. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, number one. He's got 18%, and he's at plus 100. But then we're going to make a big jump. Number two is Nick Bosa at plus 3,000. He's got 15% of the ch tickets, and then George Kittle at plus 220, 2,200, two plus yeah. 2,200. <laughs> yeah, 13% of that. That That is a little surprising to me. Yeah. I, I thought I, Mahomes doesn't surprise me. Don't don't no. get me wrong. I was kind of surprised that we didn't see uh, Jimmy G. He's, at, I think, plus 280 or something uh, as of Tuesday. Usually both the quarterbacks are 1-2 because if you figure that they win, they usually do um, get the MVP. As far as me, I don't know. I, I don't like um, George Kittle because I just think, like I said, I think if Jimmy G wins, he's going to, you know, yeah, his million dollar, his, what they say, his million dollar looks is going to be uh, on display. Uh, it, for me, I think I would go with Travis Kelsey at plus 1,800. I think that's the most likely guy um, for Kansas City to, that if it's not Patrick Mahomes. I think it's definitely going to be Patrick Mahomes if they win, but I wouldn't play it at plus 100. I think Travis Kelsey, I think he's going to have two-plus touchdowns, so I think that would be a, a good bet for me. 
Do they, quick question, do they do the field? Can you bet the field, like how in futures, you know? Years ago they used to. They don't anymore because okay. now they, they go down to, you know. Every single oh, solitary I mean, basically guy. Basically <laughs> every player that's, that's any contributor, um, you know. And, and I can't say for every sports book, but most of the sports books I've seen um, aren't going to have a field bet. So I would imagine um, that it's going to be, you know, you have all your offensive character, uh, you know, main players, and then, of course, some defenders, which we've seen some defenders in recent years uh, get the uh, trophy. All right. Just had to ask. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so next one, first touchdown scorer. Um, we've got Travis Kelsey at plus 750, which, I mean, it seems logical, I guess, but with that kind of value, I feel like you could pick someone else and, like, you know, still make money on it. Do you have anyone else you're looking at for I, this? I love or? Travis Kelsey as well. Like I said, I think he's going to get two-plus touchdowns. I think Tyreek Hill also at plus 750 is a good, uh, a good bet. Um, I do think if you bet this, that Tyreek Hill um, would have to be a longer touchdown. So there's also right. some props that we'll talk about later in the week on Thursday. I'm sorry, on Friday show, if you want to tune in when we do two segments, the 12 and the 14-minute segment, well, the last two segments we'll be talking all kinds of bets, uh, player props, uh, all kinds of stuff, and not just me, we'll have on uh, three or four of our experts. So I think if you if you did that, there's also a prop out there for over – the longest touchdown, I think. The who scores that? I think Tyreek Hill would be a good bet on that as well. All right, I'm gonna make a little note of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, so this one is pretty one-sided. It's the opening kickoff. Will it be returned for a touchdown? Yes or no? Pretty simple. The yes is plus eight thousand. Eight thousand. These yeah. are really, really long odds, um, but it makes it a really attractive prop, doesn't it? So how much action are we seeing on something like that? They're getting a fair amount of action on this. Uh, I mean, when you set something out there and you give this long of odds, you're never going to get action on the other side because the action is probably minus 10,000 10, or something <laughs> like that. So right. you're not going to win much by betting that. But, you know, if you, you laid 10 bucks on this, you're going to come away with a nice little uh, handsome uh, win. Well, that's what I wanted not to ask like you it. next was when you're betting these props, how much – I know some people go, you know, you're not usually typically you're not going to bet a whole unit on a prop bet. Yeah. But a, even a half a unit or a quarter seems like a bit much. What do you recommend? Is it a five and ten dollar kind of thing when you're making well, these prop bets? I mean, if you're betting it at plus eight thousand, that would be fine. Right. Um, to me, you know, I, I always say it's the 80 20 rule or 75 25. I've heard before you're betting 75 percent of what you think on the total or sides for the outcome of the game. And then you're on the props. You play fun money for the other. 20, 25%. Now, you could right. spread that around into a bunch of different bets, um, you know, but and that just all depends on your bankroll, what you're going to do. I li I'm more of a uh, yes or no type prop better. So, if, you know, uh, the over-under on, say, a passing uh, for what Mahomes is going to yards or attempts, I like those bets because it's not like there's a million opportunities. You either win or lose. Whereas, right. you know, as far as first touchdown scored, you're going to have the opportunity like 60, 70 guys that can, you know, maybe not 60, probably like right. 20 guys really could. So now you have a 1 in 20 chance. So to me, I'm more of a player prop or a team prop where it's a yes or no to basically chance to win. Right. Yeah, I don't like the opening kickoff kind of, you know, like it's your bet's already over. It just started well, and your bet's already coin, over. You take yeah. the coin toss on that and you'll be done with your prop. You're done, yeah. I mean, if <laughs> and, you win both, no one's so. even played. <laughs> if you win both, you're, you're rich. setting up yeah. pretty good. Coming here to Vegas. That's right. That's right. Or you're in here. <laughs> or you're already here. Yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> okay. So last one I want to talk about, and I, I'm not exactly what, how to interpret this. An anytime touchdown scorer. 
Does that mean at any point in the game, this guy could score a touchdown? Yes. Okay, so I have Patrick Mahomes at plus 350, but this comes with a stipulation. It has to be a rushing or a receiving touchdown. Right. So break, down, break this down Because for it can't me. be, it's not who passes the ball. It's the person that actually crosses the goal line. The line, okay. So, you know, quarterback sneak could happen, or right. if he scrambles around, that's, the, you know, obviously re receiving. We saw it with... Um, well, the, the Eagles, uh, when they ran the uh, Philly special uh, against the Patriots. Oh, yes. So, I mean, we've yes. seen, we've seen was, quarterbacks definitely get, you know, receiving on trick plays and that kind of stuff. But it can't be him passing the ball. So, but this is the one, as far as points bet, as of Tuesday, that they actually have exposure to. And that means if this wins at plus 350 and he does get the touchdown, they actually lose money. So, rest of this, they have enough where they're going to win either way, no matter who, right. no matter what happens, they win because and, you know if you don't know in the props, there's way more juice uh, depending on the book plus one fifteen plus one twenty built in to your wagers. Mm -hmm. Also, that also means if you're getting you know plus eight thousand, believe me, they have a lot of juice in there built in of right. what it really should be. It probably should pay uh, plus you know eight thousand to one. It probably should be like twenty five thousand to one. Um, so. There's already those built in. So then why are lines like the heads and tail lines are minus 102? Why are those lines with less juice on And this them? is just for points bet because it's a promotional thing where they're trying to get people to bet the games. They figure they're going to end up with 50-50 action. So, you know, and it's just a good way to get you in the door. Right. Very seldom will you see that on any other prop bet. All the other prop bets usually, um, if they're getting even action, which is what they hope, they're going to be plus uh, or minus 115 to minus 120. If they start to see odd action, that's when you'll see minus 110 on one side, minus 120 or minus 125 on the other. When you see that, right. that means that the minus 120 or the higher number is getting more bets, so they move the juice to cover their potential losses. Right. All right, that makes sense. Coin toss is fun, too, because you don't know. It's, it's a good one for the wides, you know, for the people that don't really watch football. Right. Wasn't it um, Pat, uh, Wayne Gretzky's wife that got caught in the sting and she bet like 10,000? This has probably been five years ago that she got caught with a bookie or whatever. And she oh, was yeah. betting like five or 10,000 on the opening of the Super Bowl. They knew what they, well, they listed the bets. And it was like five or 10,000. Like, you might have a problem. <laughs> now, granted, you know, it's all relative. You know, it didn't really say what she was betting on the game. So if she was betting 100,000 on the game, maybe five or 10,000 is not so bad to bet on the right, coin toss. Enough. But she was betting like, I think it was 10,000 on the coin toss. Oh, my That goodness. tells me you might have an issue. All right. Well, okay. Well, I think we pretty much covered everything. I'm feeling yeah. good this about this. I'm feeling excited. By the excited. way, this will change yeah. as the week goes on because this stuff will move and some stuff will, the lines will go up, come down, and, and more sharp money will come in on some of these props or hopefully on, uh, on, on either the side of the total. So this, this right. line probably will move, which we've seen some movement in the total as well. Right. Do you have a feeling about the side and the total? Just real I quick while we're here. I think my top play most likely is going to be on the over of this game. I, I believe so. I think Kansas City in the over is my lean, um, but I think stronger play is going to be on the over 54. All right. I'm, I'm leaning Kansas City here myself. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. And keep checking back at Picks and Parlays. We're going to have these kind of updates for until the Super Bowl starts. Um, all kinds of different prop picks and betting tips and things like that. So thanks for joining us, and we will see you soon. Welcome back. Picksandparlays.net. I'm your host, Nick Eber. You can Twitter me. It's Nick Eber. N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. That's where you will find me. By the way, if you like uh, the Premier League, the Champions League, international football, the round one, I'm on the air every night.
at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, live on Dan Patrick Sports. That's Sirius XM Channel 211. You can find me there. Let's have a good old chinwag about the beautiful game. Love to hear from you. Again, you can Twitter me, at Nick Eber. And if you would like to hear that soccer show and you can't make it, you can also find my podcast. Uh, you can find it at Picks and Parlays. You can also find it at the Believe Podcast Network. That's also, by the way, where the Picks and Parlays podcast is. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. All right, let's bring in our next guest, Higgy Pop, Sean Higgs. Now, Sean, yesterday I got very excited and I called um, Joe Duffy. First I called him Sean. Well, I introduced him as Sean Higgs, then Sean Duffy. <laughs> And then I got it right, Joe Duffy. But, you know, the real Sean Higgs is here. And, by the way, that is your Twitter handle. It is real underscore Higgs. Sean, welcome to the show. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think Duffy's got a little more hair than me. Yeah, he does. But, uh, you know, <laughs> he is yet to tell me that uh, his wife is making cheesecake. So, you know, all I can say is uh, he, will, he will always be down the pecking order for that. I'm glad that I'm on your mind all the time, living rent-free in that heavy years. It is, and it is, National head of hair it is National Commodity. It is National Commodity Day. So Commudgeon I'd, like day. To share, I'd like to share that day with you, Eggs. Uh, but uh, let's get to it. Uh, let's do some college basketball, shall we? Uh, why don't we start with? Let's. Uh, you know, I got a bunch of uh, some some games that I didn't even pick here, which is very strange. But okay, uh, let's start with DePaul uh, Seton Hall. Uh, let's start with the DePaul Blue Demons. 13-7, and 9-10-1 against the spread. They're 4-6, but only one win in the last eight. They're definitely not that great. Uh, losing by 13 points to St. John's, their last outing. They're 4-2 straight up and against the spread on the road. They're only one win. They're 1-6 in conference. Total's gone over in seven of the last ten, and the Seton Hall Pirates. No, I'm not going to do my... Okay, I am going to do my pirate voice. Arr! The Seton yes. Hall Pirates, laddie! Okay, now we're done. 15 and 4, 13, 5 and 1 against the spread. They're going to make the Blue Demons walk the plank. They're, although they are only 1 and 9 in the last 10. They are, uh, they are, they are 9 and 1 in the last 10. They're on a 9, nine and 1 winning yeah. streak. Thank you. They're coming off a big 9-point win over Providence. They're 8 and 1 straight up, 7-1 and 1 against the spread at home. They're 7 and 0, oh, unbeaten in conference play. Uh, Sandro, uh, now I love this name, Mamukalashvili. Mam there we go. I got it. So, Sandro, don't sell me. Yeah, go for it. Not a... That was pretty good. It was a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> he's a doubt for this game. So he's not playing, so he can spend time twittering me at Nick Eber telling me I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, the total's gone over in four of the last five. Uh, Seen Hall are 10.5-point favorites at home, a total of 143. But I have to say, Higgs, yeah. that seems kind of low to me. Not the total, but the points on Seaton Hall. The points. Yeah, I mean, they're just rolling nine straight. Undefeated in Big East play, who you know, inside the top ten now. If you you like to look at those kind of ratings of teams, and here we are, the Paul started out really nice. Remember, they're like thirteen one. We're talking about you know, pad in that schedule, and now one and six in Big East play. When you start playing teams that actually have some talent on the on the other side of the court, yeah, ten and a half. I, I, I don't know how you say double digits looks low, but it does look kind of low the way Seton Hall's playing, and really, I. They're just playing so well. I mean, you have to look Seen Hall or pass. I mean, it's tough taking bad teams, especially. I mean, they're one and six in Big East play. They're not even really being that competitive. And the Hall's been covering. You know, their trend numbers are in their favor. It's not just they have a, a nice overall record in winning. They're covering games, which is what we want to do. Yeah. So ten and a half, I'd lay it here. They're just their focus are playing really well. How about you know now's the time start looking you know a little maybe. Take them to win the Big East, a little future bet there, maybe something, uh, a Final Four. 
appearance. It's a it's a wide open, wide open college this year. It's been you see the, you know, since the that, that first uh, top ten came out, the top twenty five list, we've seen a lot of change, and you know they're playing as well as anybody right now. Why not you know put a little twenty five fifty dollars on them, try to get that you know final four. I think it's I mean, worth a shot. Playing yeah, really I mean, well, really. You've well. got one team here that's had one win in the last eight, and another team that's on a nine game win streak at home, unbeaten in conference. Yeah. I mean it's. Yeah, I think ten and a half is low, but you know that's that's just me. And, and it's a team. It sounds like they're oh, they're going to get picked off. You know, they're overlooking. You know, Seen Hall's not a team as 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 making a tournament is one thing. It's not like they're a a, a team where they're in a, a Kansas or a Duke situation where they're so good for twenty five years going to Sweet Sixteens every year. They're not like that. They're not overlooking DePaul. They're like this no. is our season. We're each game. They're just building a momentum, and here you go, nine straight. Keep it going. So now you know what the difference between a blue demon and a blue devil is. One's good and the other sucks. Okay. All right. Next up, <laughs> Alabama at LSU. Basically. Okay, so thank you. It's my expert analysis, but no one's paying for my picks. I, see, well, I'll give you 100% off my picks, okay, for that one. All right. Alabama at LSU. Uh, the Crimson Tide are 12-7, and 15-4 against the spread. They're 8-2 and two in the last 10. They're on a four-game win streak. They beat Kansas State the last outing. They're 2-4 and four straight up, 5-1 and one against the spread on the road, 4-2 and two in conference. 12-1 against the spread in the last 13. The total's gone over in seven of the last 10 for the Tide. And the Tigers, 15-4, 9-10 against the spread. They're 8-2. They're on an eight-game win streak coming off a two-point win over Texas. 10-1 yeah. straight up at home, though, 5-6 against the spread. They are unbeaten in conference play. Here's another one. Uh, although, you know, I want to ask you about the uh, Big East versus the SEC. The total's gone over in five of the last seven. Interestingly enough, though, um, it's a five-point home margin for LSU. They're five-point favorites and a nice, healthy, meaty total at 162 and a half. One, yeah. Well, I mean, look at the total. I mean, Alabama's scoring about 83 a game, and LSU's just shade under, you know, 80 a game. So you expect to see some points. But I, I'm looking at this. I'm, I'm like, wow, you know, 50. You see the 15 and four record again. It's like, oh. You know, is it is it a real 15 and four record? And here they are, six and zero in SEC play, so they're playing yeah. well. Uh, Bam is 12 and seven, but you know, going over the schedule, we saw them a couple weeks ago. I said, oh, you know, against Auburn, I, I liked them. You know, Auburn was ranked, and oh, in this uh, Alabama team's a, a crooked record, not you know, not like a, a, a sexy like 10 and one kind of run. Blow out win over them, blow out over Missouri, blow out over Vandy. Their two losses in SEC play to Florida and Kentucky. They were up 21 against Florida. Yeah, and pissed that away, and it was a two-possession game with a minute to go against Kentucky. They're in it. All right, twelve and seven is not good, but they're competitive. And the last six games for LSU, I'm seeing fifteen points decided those six games. So that's about two points a game. And you got a team like Bama who could light it up, and it's not like just a a, a one-man show over there. The whole team, it's it's a deeper team. You got five guys with double digits on LSU. So I'm gonna take the dog here, four and a half, five points. I, I, I'll take the dog that averages eighty a game right. and has been competitive. If not blown out teams in SEC play, so I'll tell you why I like that you know, play. Let's go here. I'll tell you why I like that play, Sean, because um, you know they're four and two in conference, but those two losses came early yeah. on in conference play. They're four and zero in conference since that time, and they are on that four-game win streak. I mean, so they are on a streak in conference play. They've got momentum with them, and sure, the LSU have you know an eight-game win streak going on as well, unbeaten in conference. So they're on a streak as well. So uh, it's yeah, going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. Okay, I'm not, and, and listen, you know, Florida was supposed to be a top 10 team this year. Uh, I mean, they got crushed by Baylor the other day, but Baylor's on another planet lately. And listen, Kentucky's, you lose to Kentucky on the road. 
that's not a bad loss for any team. I don't care who comes in the, yeah. you know, down there to play. So they're competitive in those games. That's something you want to see when you're taking the dog on the road. So, you know, they got enough firepower to, to hang tough and to put points on the board. And you're getting four or five points here. Maybe LSU has a hiccup, you know, eight straight. You know, this is a tough team. It's not a, it's not a, a one in six team like uh, DePaul coming in there to play. This team can play three blowout wins on a resume already for Alabama. So. All right, next up, Vandy at Kentucky. Now, the Vanderbilt Commodores are really having, not, having none of the success that their musical namesakes did. I can tell you that right now. 8-11, uh, and 7-11 and 1 against the spread. 2-8 and eight in the last 10 on an eight-game loser right now. Uh, they lost 64-90 to South Carolina. That is a spanking. Uh, they're 0-4 straight up, 2-2 two two against the spread on the road. 0-6 oh, in conference. Ooh, what's that smell? Oh, it's Vanderbilt in conference play. Uh, total's gone under in four of the last five games. And the Kentucky Wildcats, 15-4, 8-10-1 one against the spread. They're 7-3. They're on a three-game winner right now, coming off a two-point win over Texas Tech. 11-1 straight up, 4-7-1 against the spread. Another hot home team here. 5-1 in conference play. Ashton Hogan's, Keon Brooks Jr., they are a doubt to play. They've gone over the total in eight of the last nine and let's talk about a big point spread right here. 20-point home favorites for the Wildcats. And, uh, you know, the Commodores seem better than they play basketball. Uh, I think that's probably a decent line. 142.5-point total seems maybe a hair low. Uh, what do you think? You know, I saw like 21. Maybe it's 20 now. It's a big number. How about, Vandy, 26 straight SEC losses, 26 in a row. That is crazy. That I mean, you should just win one. Just by default, you should win a game. Just based on pure luck, you'd think you'd something would bank in a shot at the the buzzer. I mean, listen, uh, I can't. Do I think Kentucky's going to win? Yeah. Uh, can I get behind lane twenty one? No. I mean, they play defense. Uh, thirty eight percent field goal percentage. A lot of teams. Uh, Vandy hit some threes. That's about all they got going for them. And you mentioned their win over Texas Tech or Kentucky. Tech plays some defense at least. This Vandy yeah. team, they don't do anything well. But I, again, I can't lay 21. If I'm going to do anything here, I'll pro probably look to the over maybe. Uh, but even that's suspect. This is just one of those games like, listen, I'm no fan of laying when you get into like the 20 point range. And can Vandy hit some threes to get this total over? Because I think Kentucky's going to come out after a tough game. It's like the, the training wheels coming off. We're like, wow, we're not playing the smothering defense here. So I'm going to lean towards the over here, 143 and a half, that kind of range that we got. So I'll go over that. But uh, point-wise, just avoid it. I mean, I'm not taking Kentucky on the money line minus 10,000 or whatever. That's ridiculous. But yeah. let's go over. Hope Vandy hits some threes for us. Uh, Kentucky will do the rest. They'll get their 70, you know, 75, 80 points from them All against right. a bad Vandy team. All right, Higgs, two minutes for the last one. We got the West Virginia Mountaineers at the Texas Tech Red Raiders. The Mountaineers 16 and 3, 12 and 7 against the spread. They're 8 and 2 in the last 10. They've won two in a row. Uh, 3 and 3 straight up and against the spread on the road. They're 4 and 2 in conference. The Red Raiders uh, 6 and 4 in the last 10. They're on a two game loser. They fell uh, two points to Kentucky. Uh, they are 9 and 2 straight up, 5 6 against the spread at home. 3-3 and three in conference. Uh, they are small favorites at two-point home favorites here, 128 and a half. Not much scoring in this one, huh? Mm. No. Well, and listen, West Virginia, great great bounce back here. 16-3, and three, doing it with defense, huggy style. That's what they do. Um, again, this is a team you want to look at down the road, get a little future on them, maybe to knock off Baylor. They're playing really well. But I'm going with the home team here. We're getting a, 
runner-up, again, not a good season, 12-7. and seven. Everybody's caught up with them. Maybe they're a step back, kind of like Virginia's having a bad year themselves. But I just think this is a team that needs a desperate win, a, a signature kind of win, knocking off a, a top team like West Virginia that's been playing excellent this year. I'm going with the short fave here. I'm, Texas Tech needs one. They need it in a bad way. I like Tech. I also like the under here. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I can see this being like a 50-40 to 40 type game, the way these guys play sometimes. Really? So you're going to take the under? Because yeah. I thought 120 and a half was, I mean, it's a pretty low score there. Uh, yeah, I, well, I mean, I could just see ugliness. We've seen ugliness from both of these time, teams sometimes. I mean, no sexiness with Virginia, uh, with West Virginia, excuse me. Leading score, barely 12 points a game. They don't care how they win. They, they win with defense. If they beat you by four, if the defense turns you over 20 times, win by 20, great. A win's a win for for, for uh, West Foss. So uh, this spot, I think Tech needs it. You know, TT needs a big win, 12 and seven. If they want to think about the dance, they got to scrub together some wins and knocking off a team that's in the top 10, top 15 helps cause for sure. Get All it right. done at home. You're home. Get it done. Sean Higgs, always a pleasure. We'll speak to you later on in the week. You can find Sean at picksandparlays.net with any one of our other 34 expert handicappers. And Sean's picks are on sale right now, not because they're not good, but because we're feeling overly generous. 15% off. Use promo code SUPER at picksandparlays.net. Just load up your basket, and uh, we'll give you the 15%. All right. I'll be right back after the break. Welcome back, picksandparlays.net. I'm Nick Gieber. You can find me on Twitter at Nick Gieber. By the way, you can find us, picksandparlays.net. We are everywhere. If you want to find us on social media, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, just search Picks and Parlays or hashtag Parlay Radio. You will find us in all our glory. Loads of free picks on the site for you, and our expert picks are awaiting for you when you are ready to go and place your bet with that extra sporting intelligence to get and give yourself that advantage. Yeah, don't be a square. Be a sharp. All right, well, we had a lot of free picks today, so let's get right to them. We started with Alex Smart, some NBA picks, uh, Bulls at Pacers. He said, take the Bulls. And in college basketball, Northwestern at Michigan State, take Michigan State, minus 17. A Marquette at Xavier, take Marquette, plus two and a half. And you just heard earlier on in the show, we had uh, Sean Higgs and his college basketball picks to Paul at Seton Hall, take them Pirates, minus 10 and a half. Alabama at LSU, take Alabama plus four and a half. And West Virginia, Texas Tech, take the Red Raiders minus two and a half. And Vandy at Kentucky, take that over. Take over 143 on this game. We have so many free picks for you on the site at picksandparlays.net. It doesn't matter what sport you follow, whether it's NBA, whether it's uh, we've got the Super Bowl coming up, obviously, or NHL. We have soccer picks for you. Also getting ready for baseball season, and we've got college basketball. We've got, we've got everything for you at picksandparlays.net. Free picks galore. It's the veritable smorgasbord of sporting bet goodness for you at picksandparlays.net. All right, that's going to wrap the show. I'll be back with you tomorrow, same time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Or you can find us on the web, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't forget to go picksandparlays.net. And until then... Bet, win, repeat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.